Shalom, everybody. Rabbi Edelstein, that's Rabbi E for short, here. I'm Rabbi Edelstein, Rabbi E. And welcome to an old-fashioned kind of throwback style edition of Rabbi E in 3, brought to you as always by Moor DC. What do I mean old-fashioned throwback? I'm doing a lot of different things now, kind of scattered. I do a podcast, Rabbi E in 3. Find it on Apple, Spotify, Google, all those things. Check it out. Um, that's just audio. Um, and sometimes I do shorter videos here and there, and um, and this is kind and 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 this is the way I used to do things in the beginning. Rabbi Ian, three, just a video. Um, hopefully there'll be a unification of all these scattered social media shenanigans. Um, the goal of Judaism, really, and life itself, is to unify. Right? We serve one God, who's the one and only the. The source of all reality, the you know, um, and and we're supposed to unify our own hearts and minds to have a relationship with that God and with the human beings created in His image. In any case, I'm saying, God willing, I'll unify the social media stuff. But for now, I couldn't let this week's Torah portion go by without sharing a thought. You see behind me, Ten Commandments. This week's Torah portion, Yisro and Exodus. Every Jewish person should think about every day of the year, really not just once a year when it comes in the Torah reading, but at least now, arguably the most important event in human history, the revelation at Mount Sinai. Judaism as a faith tradition is based on the events, events, not myth, not fairy tale, described in this Torah portion and preserved in our oral tradition going all the way back 3,300 years ago when all of the Jews who left Egypt, men, women, and children stood at the foot of Mount Sinai and heard HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Holy One, blessed be He, speak. That's an unbelievable claim that we have lived by and died for throughout our history. And it's unique in the annals of religions, faith, traditions. The whole people heard God speak. The whole people were elevated to a level of prophecy. And, and it was an amazing experience. We saw things that, that we saw sounds. We were lifted above the mere physical world. We saw literally the, the rabbis say that, that Hashem was the one and only reality and source of everything, the one who created and the one who continues to give the life force that keeps everything in existence. We all, the Jewish people, perceived that at Mount Sinai. And then we got these so-called Ten Commandments, which were not, not necessarily the most important commandments in the Torah. We don't think of it that way. They were the entryway, the gateway to the rest of the Torah, kind of a microcosm of all of the commandments. But before we got the commandments, it should be noted, there was a very important preamble, so to speak, when Moshe, at God's bidding, addressed the Jewish people and said, in you know, speaking for God, if you will listen to my voice and you'll guard my covenant, you'll be to me a special treasure among all the peoples, Kohanim, a nation of spiritually elevated people and a goy kadosh, a holy nation. In other words, before getting commandments, mitzvot, so important, maybe the foundation was buying into, that's a bad way of saying it, saying yes, an enthusiastic yes to the offer that Hashem made that we should have a covenantal relationship with him as a people. The idea of being a chosen people, not chosen for glory in any worldly sense, no, for the responsibility of, as a nation, living a righteous, holy, morally elevated life. And the 613 commandments and all the other teachings of our oral tradition are, are about how to live that life. Of course, they're righteous among all the nations and all nations have, and, and individuals have talents and strengths, but, but and individuals can 
become very, very holy. There's nothing in Judaism that says you have to be part of the covenantal Jewish people and experience to be a holy person or a righteous person or get close to God or have eternal life. No, but as a nation among nations, an Am, we're unique in that sense, chosen to, to live a life of individual collective societal righteousness. And the Ten Commandments were the entry, well, firstly, the acceptance of the covenant and the Ten Commandments. I am Hashem, your God, have a inner faith relationship come actually more than belief really no Hashem doesn't say believe in me I am Hashem your God and we experienced his wonders when we came out of Egypt don't have any other God don't entertain the notion that there's any other reality besides God that's what it means no idolatry that's the second commandment and it translates into not bowing down to idols and so forth don't take God's name in vain that seems kind of strange, but like even in speech, the idea of the transcendental holy reality, the source of reality, God, we, we have to elevate our speech and not, not desecrate that concept, by the way. And I would say that many of the other commandments in the Torah, of course, are about speech. But here in the Ten Commandments, so to speak, it's the, so to speak, it's don't take God's name in vain. Then remember the Sabbath day to make it holy. And I got to get going. You're going to remember it pretty soon. Beautiful, holy day. You're taking that idea of godliness and holiness and a whole day of our week, one seventh of our lives more when you're out on holidays. But we Jewish people sanctify that day and step back from our normal mundane activities and work and creative activity in order to test to the reality of, I am Hashem, your God, who took you out of the land of Egypt. Then it says, honor your father and mother. That's the first five. Then don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't bear false witness. Another speech commandment, a form of lying. It, don't, be a, don't commit perjury. And the last one, uh, uh, don't covet. Don't obsessively focus on wanting what your, your fellow human being has their possessions, their spouse, whatever like that. Don't covet. Those are the 10. We could talk so much, but time is short. But they cover every aspect of the individual and society, right? They cover interpersonal, don't kill. And obviously, we don't have of the 10, love your fellow man as yourself, which is really the pinnacle of Jewish ethics, because this was the entryway into the, the rest of the commandments in the Torah. But we have the stress on not harming others, themselves, their property. We have a focus on our own inner life because many of these, some of these are not actions. I am Hashem, your God. That means work on studying and thinking and, and investigating and searching to come to a clearer appreciation of the reality of Hashem being our God. Um, and don't covet, don't covet, try to, <laughs> you have to work hard on being joyous with what you have and realizing your own unique portion in the world, then, and, and that's an incredible, many of the commentaries say, what an incredible law, don't covet, how can I control what I covet, but you can, you can, and, and I'll just, I'll finish with, with that, this is a whole, like we said, a, a microcosm of the Torah and a whole program um, or at least the gateway to the program, which is the totality of the Torah on how to sanctify our lives. But we'll finish with this beautiful idea that um, number one and number 10, I am Hashem, your God, who took you out of the land of Egypt and don't covet, that's low sach mode down there. They are bookends. And a great rabbi in the 1800s, Rabbi Hirsch, talks about this so beautifully appropriate. And there are many interconnections between the 10 and relationships, not random, the order, nothing's random, right, in this world. Um, but number, if someone truly takes to heart, and it's a lifetime process, I am Hashem, your God, in the, sing, in the second person singular, every one of us with a unique potential, with a unique 
portfolio of talents and strengths and challenges and weaknesses. I am Hashem, your God. If you really work on that inner faith and trust, and, and that is a God who showed us through Egypt that he's in control of everything and he's interested <laughs> in our, the details of our personal lives. If we really internalize that, we're not going to covet what belongs to somebody else, not their possessions, not their talents, because my life is about deepening and and actualizing the incredible reality of I am Hashem, your God, and we're created in God's image, every human being is, and that's, that, in, that, that truth is going to translate into speech and into, it'll be an internal feeling and it'll express itself in actions. That was a little bit of a glimpse into uh, <laughs> to the wild world of the Ten Commandments. Parshas Yisro, have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos, and I hope to see you or hear you or listen to you or be with you next time. Bye-bye.